Hello? Ah! Oh, this is so exciting. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. To the Harlan Highway. It sucks you in. You make us feel important. You are important. My name is Donkey Pina, and I'm going to kill you. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. Hey, everybody, you're on the Harlan Highway with me, your host, Harlan Williams. And, and this can't be a good idea. I, I, I don't want to do this next bit, but I am being forced. My producer's like, hey, it's summertime. You know, we should be talking about summer and camping and sing songs and campfires. And I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know, we could. And he goes, I've got an idea. Let's bring my son Timmy in and he can sing some campfire songs and kind of, you know, tell your listeners, you know, how to do campfire songs. And I'm like, no, no way. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, way. So here we are. I got Timmy King is here. Hi, Timmy. Hi. So what, you're going to sing? You got a guitar or anything? Yeah, I have a guitar. I can't play very well, but I'll try. Listen. Okay, stop. No, listen. Stop it. Stop. Stop it. What's the matter with you, ass? Okay. Look, Timmy, just sing us a campfire song. And let's get on. Let's get out of here, okay? There ain't no flies on us. There ain't no flies on us. There might be flies on some of you guys, but there ain't no flies on us. What the hell was that? That's a campfire song. What does that mean? There ain't no flies on us. Well, you know, there's flies all over the forest, like mosquitoes and stuff. So, you know, can I do one more? All right, do one more campfire song and then out. Okay, take it easy, ass. Stop calling me that. Oh, Papa, don't preach. I'm in trouble. No, Papa, don't preach. What are you doing? Shut up, I'm singing. Papa, because I made up my mind. I'm keeping the baby. Oh, Papa, don't get out. I'm sorry about that, people. He's gone. Singing Madonna and flies and all this idiot. I'm keeping the baby. Get out. Carla Williams, have a great summer. Oh, keeping the baby. Get out. Carlin Williams. Yeah, it's me. It's me. You got me. Guilty as charged, Your Honor. Throw the book at me. Wouldn't that be great if that's the way the uh, justice system worked? You know, you get these lowlifes, these child predators, and these drug dealers, and these hardened criminals. And they get yanked into court, and it all just seems a little too easy, doesn't it? When they get convicted, you're going to jail for 20 years. You'll be in a sanitized cell. Your clothes will be washed for you. You'll get three square meals a day. The government will pay for your medical and your education. You'll be trained for a career. Blah, 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 blah. 
Okay, so they're locked up for 20 years or life still. It just feels a little too easy for them, doesn't it? When they say throw the book at someone, I think they should really throw a book at someone. They should let the families of the victims or the victims themselves. We're going to throw the book at you. For capital murder in the first degree, we are throwing the book at you. Which book would you like to throw, Mrs. Johnson? Well, he murdered my husband. I'd really love to throw Stephen King's The Shining. Just right at his head. Go ahead. Thank you. Can I do it again? Yes, go ahead. Wouldn't that be nice? And for these priests that uh, molest little boys, you know, the molesting priests or they molest girls and boys and just bad priests. Oh, I'd like to throw the book at them. You know what book I'd want to throw at them, right? The book, the good book, because that sucker's always heavy. You get a nice hardcover. Hit him right in the forehead with one of the corners. Ah, Father, forgive me for I have sinned. Father, forgive me for I have... Should be able to actually physically throw the book at these scumbags. Yeah. A whole series of Hardy Boy mysteries. Some Nancy Drew mysteries. Love to throw a harlequin romance at some kind of peeping Tom or sex pervert, right? Throw a cookbook at a fat guy. Just inflict a little damage. Because criminals inflict a lot of damage on us. Now, switching uh, gears totally, do you still pick your nose? I know, I really took a left turn there. Probably the same left turn your finger takes when it's digging up your nasal cavity. I know it's not the prettiest topic. And when I say, do you still pick your nose? I'm not talking to eight-year-olds that are now 11-year-olds. I know, this is a weird topic. Okay? But I'm going to ask you. We're all grown-ups. Well, not all of us, but for the grown-ups listening... The 30 or over crowd, okay? You know, the ones who go and get their nails done and their hair done and they buy expensive suits and shoes and, you know, have designer underwear and $300 ties and a leather briefcase and your hair quaffed and your skin conditioner on. Let me ask you, how many of you still pick your nose? Huh? Come on, be honest. Don't, no, don't. I want you to say it out loud right now. I want you to say, no, I never pick my nose anymore. My finger never goes up my nose and pulls out a nugget. Or I want you to be honest and say, yes, I still pick my nose. I'm sorry. (laughs) Such a gross topic. But, you know, I'm going to go out on a ledge here and be really unsexy for a minute and say the reason I'm asking because the other day I caught myself picking my nose. I know. I hate to even tell you people. It's awful. 
but I was busy working and I didn't want to get up and I don't even want to go into it. I don't want to gross you people out. I don't want to turn you off the Harlan Highway. <clears throat> but let ye who is without a booger nugget flick the first snot. Okay? Because I have a sneaky feeling everybody still does it. And I'm going to stop right there. I'm not going to go down the road about what you do with it or anything like that. Because it's just it's making me squeamish. But I hope everyone else still does it. Now, I'm not saying I do it all the time, but every now and then it happens, right? Even though you're mature and you're grown up and you've got a career and money in the bank and a family and a fancy BMW sitting out there in the garage, you probably pick your nose in that thing. BMW. Booger. Mover, worker, I don't know, something, BMW, the letter B stands for booger. I don't care what the rest stands for. It's booger something something. You you put it together. But I don't know, it's just something you probably do without even thinking about it. Maybe it's your inner child. I'm going to pick my nose now. I don't care. I don't care that he just closed a $300 billion oil deal with China. I'm going to pick my nose. Here we go. I'll show him who's in charge of this. There we go. Ah. Yeah. So maybe we're not all that grown up. Yeah, I know, and you don't fart either, right? And you don't do all kinds of other stuff, sure. You're above all of us. You're perfect, right? Sure. Which finger do you use, liar? Mm-hmm. Anyways, bad topic, disgusting topic. I just threw it out there because I try to be an open book here. Can I throw it a book at you? Um, and just talk about everything that comes into my mind, into my head. And if you want to talk about something, here's what you do. If you think you have a better topic, or even if you have a horrific topic like I just brought up, like picking your nose, very uh, uncouth. If you think you have an idea or you have something you'd like to hear me talk about, write me. HarlandWilliams.com. Just log on to the website. And it says right there, send me a message. You can join our mailing list. You can watch some hilarious videos. Whatever you want to do. But just write me and let me hear your topics. Because I'm sure they're going to be genius. And uh, I look forward to getting your mail here. On the Golden Nugget, Harland Highway. Hey, good people of the world who are listening. Uh, Harland Williams here on the Harland Highway. And I'm going to be honest, I don't get bored doing this show, but I don't know why. Today I'm feeling a little bit bored. And, uh, well, you know what? 
I got a Sharpie here. You know, the permanent magic markers. Let me just take the cap off and have a sniff here. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, let's... That wasn't bad. Let's... Oh, that was more like a snort, really. Uh, oh, wow. What the... Is that someone playing piano in here in the background? Slow motion piano? What's that? I hear an opera singer, man. An opera singer and a... And a moose. A moose calling it. Hang on. Oh, man. Oh, my God. There's Chef Boyardee at my studio window. Hey, Chef. What's up? <laughs> Raviolios, dude. What's up? Oh, God. Oh, God. It smells like... It smells like the inside of... Marilyn Manson's underwear drawer in here. Oh, look at the funny polka dots. Oh, okay, I'm not. I'm not feeling too bored anymore. I guess I'm. You're on the Har Harlan Road Street. You're on a high. You're on a Harlan High. Yeah, you're on a Harlan Sharpie High. Oh, wow. George Michael, um, Farrah Fawcett, and Smokey the Bear just walked in my room. Hey, guys, what's up? You want to snort? What do you mean you're my manager? What? You're cutting me off. What do you mean? What do you mean get the hell off the air? This is my radio show, man. Don't tell me what to... Hey, what? Don't pull that plug. Yikes. Snorton Norton. I almost ended my own radio show. I almost canceled my own podcast here, the Harlan Highway. I guess you uh, you figured out I got a habit, man. I don't snort cocaine. I don't do the eight balls. I don't inject heroin. Yeah, my drug of choice, man. Sharpie, dude. Oh, yeah, man. I do Sharpie. I just take the lid off. And I trip out, baby. Hey, man, you want to buy some Sharpies? Yeah, how much? I'll give you three for $400. Yeah, okay, dude. That sounds good. Is it, is it really quality stuff? Oh, yeah, man. I got them right from Staples. No way, man. You got some Staples gold? Oh, yeah. This stuff is the right, real stuff. Primo. Primo. Right from the, uh, the pen aisle, man. I got the uh, Sharpie right out of Staples. Oh, man, this is... Wow, how much? I said $900. I thought you said... I said 1000 Oh, okay, man, that's what I, I think. Can I get a free sample, man? Yeah, go ahead, dig a sniff. <laughs> oh, man, that stuff is tripping like... Oh, wow. That's like leaving a permanent marker stain on my, like, brain, dude. Yeah, man, it's good stuff. Give me the money. Get out of here. All right, give me the Sharpie. Can I draw you the money? What the hell are you talking about? 
I'm broke, man, but if you give me the Sharpie, I, I can draw you some fake money before I snort it. Yeah, drug habits, drinking habits, illegal drugs. Anybody out there got the habit? The old habit? It's hard, isn't it? It's hard to watch a close friend or someone you love go down that road. What's even harder is, is watching someone you care about and and they're kind of in denial about it, right? And they kind of keep doing it and they're not only in denial about it that, you know, they're in denial, but they're also in denial about the fact that they think that they're tricking you, that you don't know about their habit. That you don't see the bottles laying around and you don't smell the alcohol on their breath and you don't see the kind of redness in their eyes and everywhere they go, they kind of need to order something, you know, and you don't know what to say. You want you want to intervene and then you go, but uh, should I? And oh man, and then they're just going to get upset and. It's tough. It's tough when you see someone not being healthy with themselves and you can't figure out whether you need to jump in or not jump in and they're doing a kind of an okay job of hiding it. So you're in that netherworld where you think they're kind of like an addict, but you're not 100% sure, so you don't want to be the jackass that says, hey, man, you got a drinking problem or you got a drug problem. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? It's like, look, you always have this. And they oh, man, don't be such a pussy. Come on, grow up. What, I can't have a drink with dinner? Well, yeah, you can have a drink with dinner, but it's before dinner and after dinner and when you first wake up and for lunch and breakfast and snack time and all the other times that you wrap around the dinner. And so it can just get confusing, you know? It's almost like you need something big to happen. Like, you know, they have an accident or they walk into a wall or they do something so atrocious that you can finally point to it and they can't deny it. Because a lot of addicts will deny anything you, you throw at them. Like, no, man, you're wrong. That wasn't me. That was you. Or no, that was him. It wasn't me. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't drink. <clears throat> Excuse me. But maybe if some big event happens and they can't look the other way, then you can kind of go, see, look, this is what's going on. This is what causes it's time to get help. But even then, when everyone's made the acknowledgement, yes, you know you know what I am. I, am, I do have a problem. I am an addict. Yes, absolutely. And you're like, oh, thank God they admitted it. Yes, I'm an addict. You You got me. I'm going to be man or woman enough to step up and acknowledge my problem. Now, would you please pass me that drink and let me smoke my joint? Wait a minute. You just said, yes, I'm agreeing with you. I admit it. I am that person. And now that we all know it, now that we've all cleared the air that I'm an addict, why don't I just have a drink and have a toke? And we all know what's what now. No more secrets, no more hiding. Now I can just do it, and I'm not trying to deceive anybody. Oh, well, in that case, here, have here's a bottle, and uh, let me roll you a fatty. Thank you. 
I'm glad we're saying eye to eye. By the way, why do you have four eyes? Um, because you're hammered. That's right. Yes, I am. Thank you. But they always say, you know, if you really love somebody, you just you got to be honest. No matter what the consequence, whether you hurt their feelings or you hurt them, you know, if you really love them, you'll help them. The problem is when they're when they're trapped in that world of being an addict, they, they can't see it sometimes because part of being an addict is it it creates a murky, cloudy haze around the actual addict. They, they don't think straight because their mind isn't straight. They're they're tooting and they're tipping and they're injecting and ugh, sad. So. I don't know. If you've got a problem, try to step up to the plate and address it and get healthy. And for those of you that know someone with a problem, I don't know. It's a toughie. It's your call, but good luck. Godspeed. And man, when am I why what am I doing getting all serious here? What the hell how did I roll into the whole addict thing? Hello? Isn't there something fun to talk about? Like, isn't there a carnival in town or some candy floss? Some pink pe- peanuts and popcorn? God, candy floss is gross. When was the last time you had candy floss? Right? That big, uh, that fluffy pink or blue stuff. It's just like fluffy sugar. Like if clouds were made of sugar, that's what candy floss is. And the texture, it feels like an old old man's hair. It's got kind of that squeaky texture and a real dry feeling to it. It's like you're running your fingers through a some old guy's hair at the senior's home. He, he fell asleep in his wheelchair and you're like, hmm, nobody's looking. I think I'll run my fingers through old man Johnson's scalp. Hmm. I just love the feel of that crackling hair and that stiff, crispy hair running through my fingers. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I cut myself. Ow. Hmm. There's someone with red hair. Looks like candy floss. Hmm. Candy floss is made out of hair. I just realized old people's hair is candy floss. What a discovery. Okay. Really stupid. Maybe we got to just switch gears and and go to uh go to some of my voicemail. Maybe hear what someone else has to say. Um Let's check it out. See what's going on. With my voicemail here on the Harland Highway. Hey, Harlan Williams here on the Harland Highway, and thank you everybody for calling me on my message machine. Oh, Harlan, this is Dr. Kevorkian calling. Just wanted to see how you were feeling today. And if you were okay, are you depressed? I can help you to feel better, Harlan. Would you like to make an appointment with me today, Harlan? <laughs> I, 
I have to go now. This is Dr. Kevorkian signing off. Wow. Okay, thanks, Dr. Kevorkian. Yeah, I'll make an appointment with you. And then how about I make an appointment with a child services counselor? Will you make your morbid crank phone calls while your children are huddled at your feet? How about that? What a freak, man. Who else we got? I'm going to try to make this as brief as possible. Harlan, you are the farthest thing from funny since muscular, excuse me, since, since muscular, since muscular sclerosis, my friend. You suck. Don't mind my idiot friend. He has no uh, sense of right and wrong. But anyway, I'm telling you, man, you're not funny. You are not funny. I've tried my listen to you. I've tried to like you. You're not funny. Give it up. Wow. So all my reoccurring Tonight Show appearances. You're not funny. All my Letterman's, my Conan O'Brien's, my Jimmy Kimmel's. You're not funny. My over 30 movies, Something About Mary, Dumb and Dumber, Half-Baked, Rocket Man. No. I'm telling you, man, you're not funny. My HBO stand-up special, my Comedy Central specials, my sold-out club appearances all over the country and in other parts of the world. Harlan, you are the farthest thing from funny... Wow, not even my award-nominated comedy specials, my award-nominated radio show, the one you're listening to, the fact that I won, thank God you're here for Funniest Person, none of, none of that matters? I'm telling you, man, you're not funny. Wow, do I have egg on my face. And to think, for the last 20 years, I've been making millions of dollars being a professional funny person. And I didn't know I wasn't funny until, thank God, you came along and alerted me. I'm telling you, man, you're not funny. Yeah, but I... You're not funny. Okay, you're right. I guess you know best. I'm not funny. Give it up. Next message. Hey, Harlan, I just wanted to let you know that I think that guy that called, I told you that your show was crap. I think there's something seriously wrong with him. I think he does need to talk to uh, Dr. Ascot. So, uh wanted to let you know that you do have one of the best shows that are out there and i'll never stop listening and uh i want you to have a good weekend have a good one harlan bye okay no i'm okay thank you thank you for that thank you for thank you for giving me back with with that man before you took away from me and but he said, I'm not funny. I think there's something seriously wrong with him. What do I do? <laughs> I'm so mixed up. I'm so confused. Oh, Harlan. This is Dr. Kevorkian calling. I can help you to feel better, Harlan. Would you like to make an appointment with me today, Harlan? Oh, no! You're riding home with Harlan Williams. Oh, God. I love it, man. I just love it. I, that's what I love about art. It is so subjective. You know, whether you're an entertainer, you're a graphic artist, you're a photographer, you're a painter, you're a dancer, you're a singer. It's just, it's so subjective. And as someone in the arts, I I have to just let stuff go when people don't like it. And just embrace it when people do like it. But believe it or not, despite the negativity, because I, I, I don't really love it when people just, um, you know, 
with the stroke of a brush, wipe out everything you've ever done. And they don't realize how hard it is and all the effort you've put into it. Um, you know, it's like movie critics. They, 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 they forget how much work goes into a movie. You know, they'll just call it a living piece of crap. And, and they don't realize that thousands of people spend thousands of hours toiling and laboring and trying their best to put out a good product. And I don't mind I don't mind intelligent criticism, but some of these critics just slam stuff beyond beyond really where they deserve to go with it. Um but what I do love is that, you know, people voice their opinions and it's actually kind of fun to hear people so passionate when they don't like something. It's it's equally rewarding when people do like it. But I got to say, I'm not entirely offended. I, I like it that people voice their thoughts, their opinions. And believe it or not, somewhere deep down inside, it makes me it makes me kind of, I don't know, work all the harder. And it's not a, it's not one of these things. It's like, oh, I need your acceptance. It's not like a daddy syndrome thing. Oh, no, I better try harder because I want everyone to love me. Oh, no, because if it was that, then you would try to find out what they liked and just cater to what they liked, hoping that they'd like you. But that's that's a surefire way to never have a career as an artist is by just placating everybody. So that's part of the beauty that this guy doesn't get. The guy with the with the negativity, with the criticism. He doesn't get it that. Look, I do what I do, and most artists, real artists, do what they do, and, and they're doing what they got to do, and they're doing, doing it the way they know how to do it, and they can't change it, and they don't want to change it for you, you know? Just because someone doesn't like a Picasso doesn't mean Picasso's going to paint in a whole different style. He's doing it for him. It's, he's expressing himself. So for people to just dump on it is, you know, it's easy. It's easy to do. But that being said, I, I actually enjoy it. it. It makes me laugh because I don't know. It's it's just, it, it, <laughs> as long as it doesn't get too carried away. I mean, I can take a certain amount of criticism. after After a while, it can build up, but... It just makes me laugh to hear someone get so animated over how much they don't like what you do. And it becomes almost comedic. And it makes me want to keep doing what I'm doing even more to see how, how high I can raise this guy's thermometer. Would you please stop trying to be funny? I'm going to blow up. Ah! But anyways, keep your letters coming your calls coming and uh whoever you are you know you must not like you might you must not dislike it that much or why would you even be able to form an opinion and make a comment if you weren't listening and if you're listening there must be something there that you like maybe the part you like is the part i'm about to do right now 
where I say goodbye <laughs> and I end the show. Is that the part you like? <sighs> you haters. Well, haters, lovers, in-betweeners, I love y'all. You're always welcome here on the Harland Highway. I respect and value your opinions, and uh, I'm having a good time bringing you this wild podcast. So we'll see you next time. Looking forward to it. Until then, chicken chow mein, baby. I'm telling you, man, you're not funny. Oh, no!